This podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. This is a script tease episode where we talk through some of the world's greatest plays, jump through the major plot points, give some background, and of course, spoil the endings, all in less than five minutes. We do the hard work so you can do the easy listening. Today we do Samuel Beckett's Waiting for Gotto from 1952. Is it called that? Beckett's first instinct was to call the play Waiting for God, but he thought that was too explicit, so he added the OT at the end to keep everyone off the scent. The themes of life, death, the pointlessness of existence or religion in the face of bleak and random life are evident throughout. This is absurdism, so it is cyclical, with the two acts being roughly similar. We spend the play waiting for a man to show up, who never does, and yet, riveting stuff. Two men, Vladimir and Estragon, meet near a tree. They discuss various topics and reveal that they are waiting there for a man named Godo. The tramps can't be sure if they've met Godo, if they're waiting in the right place, if this is the right day, or even whether Godo is going to show up at all. While they wait, Vladimir and Estragon fill their time with a series of mundane activities, like taking a boot on and off, and trivial conversations about turnips and carrots, interspersed with more serious reflection, dead voices, suicide, the Bible... While they wait, two other men enter. Pozo is on his way to market to sell his slave Lucky, a man-servant pet, with a rope tied around his neck. He pauses for a while to converse with Vladimir and Estragon. Lucky entertains them by dancing and thinking. Lucky and Pozo then leave so that Vladimir and Estragon can go back to doing nothing by themselves. After Pozo and Lucky leave, a boy enters and tells Vladimir that he is a messenger from Godo. He tells Vladimir that Godo will not be coming tonight and he will surely come tomorrow. Vladimir asks him some questions about Godot, and the boy departs. After his departure, Vladimir and Estragon decide to leave, but they do not move as the curtain falls. The next night, Vladimir and Estragon again meet near the tree to wait for Godot. Lucky and Pozo enter again, but this time Pozo is blind and Lucky is dumb. Pozo does not remember meeting the two the night before. Vladimir gets rather poetic in the meantime, wondering if maybe he's sleeping, agreeing with Pozo's claim that life is fleeting, and concluding that habit is the great debtor of life. They leave and Vladimir and Estragon continue to wait. Shortly after, the boy enters and once again tells Vladimir that Godot will not be coming, but he will be here tomorrow. He insists that he did not speak to Vladimir yesterday. After he leaves, Estragon and Vladimir contemplate suicide, but without a rope, they let it go. The pair decides to leave, but again, they do not move as the curtain falls. If any of the themes or ideas in this piece gave you pause, remember there's always someone willing to talk. Call Lifeline Australia on 13 11 14. That's 13 11 14. If you didn't know the play before, you do now a bit. If you like the sound of it, have a read. That was Scriptease. Remember, this was just our version of the play's story, highlighting the bits we think are important. You may have your favourite bits and moments you want to mention. If you do, please leave a comment on SoundCloud or Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. That is all from us at The Aside, and this episode of Script Tease. There are a load of episodes in the bank, including more script teasers and over 200 episodes of The Aside. If you'd like to ask us a question, do not hesitate to do so at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here, to Aaron Searle for providing the music, to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support, and of course, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.